edit this part out. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, okay. So let me just start. Um, welcome to our podcast, uh, Smith Sheth. Uh, great to have you. You're a relative of Geto, who was on my podcast before. Um, he's the host of the your uh un, un oh, wait, your life unfiltered. Your life unfiltered, and he's doing it with Deepam Jane, right? So they're doing it together, and they're kind of uh doing their own thing but it's great to meet you through him in new york and it was last time we went we had a great time we went to that uh music festival with arjun singh zach knight uh the masala mixtape so it was really good to see you and get to know you too and you know you, you know it was great to just like party vibe whatever drink um but until that time till now uh has anything changed in you personally like what made you want to do this podcast um i know we vibed on jake paul logan paul so i think that's sick uh, but let me know what you think, you know? Yo, you know, it's likewise uh, that I met you and then we instantly clicked and then it was a vibe because we shared a lot of uh, common interests, uh, not just boxing, but like pretty much yeah, same type of party. <laughs> not animals anymore, but like party people. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've, I've listened, I've been listening to podcasts for five, six years now. So I've always been interested in podcasts, but I had no one around like in my inner circle or someone whom I knew that was doing podcasts or anything. And then, uh, yeah. like my brother, uh, Ketul, he started doing podcasts and he, he's going like 110% right now. He's constantly yeah. trying to book a guest and then recording, editing, putting out content for it. And then yeah, he's pretty active in that. And then through him, I met you. Uh, and then we instantly vibe and then I found out that even you have a podcast. So this is like an outlet for me to, you know, try and flex this muscle and then figure out if I, how good I am, or maybe I'm like interested or not. This is how I do things in life. I experiment doing something for, for a while. And then I understand, like, then I build my perspective that, uh, do I want to do this long term or not? Like, how do I feel about it? And then that's why, um, when we were talking, you told me, uh, if, uh, like, if you want to come on my podcast, I was like, yeah, that's a super amazing opportunity and I love to do it. <laughs> and and now I'm here. No, and I think it's great that, like, you're more, um, uh, I guess, in a sense, like, willing to kind of take the opportunity because everyone has that feeling or that creative side in them that is very, uh, just like, you want to be able to express yourself, be accepted, um, you know, also have people that think, like as you you know have those mm-hmm. comments so i think with us like you know just having a podcast and just you kind of speaking your mind um on it and just kind of being part of this is cool and this podcast is mainly for mental health and fitness but mm-hmm. also i like to talk about my guests on a more deeper level so like mm-hmm. when you start listening it's like what kind of podcast do you listen to right now so let me tell you how i started getting into podcast sure. so um I flung out of school at one point of time and uh, because I wanted to figure out what I want to do exactly. And then uh, somehow I landed up a sales job and then uh, I had like, I, I, you know, there's the saying like fake it till you make it. So I kind of, uh, you know, faked that interview that I'm pretty good at this and somehow nailed it and convinced them. And then they gave me a job, but (laughs) I'd never done a single call, like a single sales call or anything. That's when I started to, you know, research more about uh, getting trained into sales and stuff. And then when I was doing, I don't know if you know Grant Cardone. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Grant. Yeah. Really? 
yeah he's one of he's a very big businessman right now but he used to do a lot of sales training right now he has a billion dollar in real estate portfolio and everything but then i started to listen to him but like youtube short videos and stuff like that where he used to train but he also started doing a long form uh like youtube videos but then he had his books so i started listening to audio books and that's when i found out that there is a whole ecosystem about podcast but like this is like 5 6 years ago so it was not that popping and uh, i started listening to podcast uh right now i would say i'm pretty big on impulsive flagrant 2 the flagrant 2 is like flagrant now they've changed the name but impulsive yeah. flagrant rogan uh sometimes i listen to bffs uh i don't know if you know about call <laughs> call uh, caller daddy like th- i yeah. have i've listened to some of those podcasts do you listen to uh, dave paranoy and uh the dave paranoy's podcast and stuff yeah dave portnoy bffs very outspoken he always like curses but he has like this guy who's a tiktoker on there too recognizing richards or something like that yeah and the girl like that's on there too i i watch them from time to time um the girl but, is brie yeah Her name Wait, is yeah, yeah. more than me, but I watch the episodes here and there. The two main ones I watch right now, uh, not so much Rogan is Full Send. Full Send is like one of my favorites. Melk, yeah. Up Boys, and then the second one is uh, obviously Impulsive. Um, but I watch it like when I have the time or the energy to watch it too, because two hours or an hour now, right? So they always make it a little longer. The good thing is, like my background, also like a brief introduction about me. Uh, my name is Mitsaid. I'm uh pursuing masters right now in construction management from NYU uh i moved to new york city like last year uh oh. from mumbai india and then uh, i pursued like bachelor's in civil engineering there and uh, yeah so that's my background but what were you we talking about before no i was saying uh like the two uh, podcasts i watch is impulsive and uh, full yeah 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 so why i brought my background because i'm in construction so a lot of time there's just waiting around or you are just traveling to uh, like uh, construction sites and stuff like that so it's pretty convenient for me to multitask like i have a podcast on and i'll be doing something else like i'll be maybe traveling to a work site or doing something else so i used to listen to podcasts when i used to work out because i felt like listening to music is amazing but sometimes when you are just on a treadmill or doing something that's not uh, like heavy lifting or something like you don't want music to bump you up you can listen to a podcast and be on a whole different zone podcast or a book or something and then uh, i don't know it, it it's like like a commute to home right kind of instead mm-hmm. of reading a book or you know just looking at other people like do their thing right like you when you go to home like commute to home and back and forth on a train ride or in a bus or anywhere else you can always listen to a podcast and a podcast will give you kind of like a little update right like impulsive mm-hmm. media based or like you know just other podcasts that have like historical things or things how to speak with girls or whatever it is right or just full send where you know they get like Donald Trump on there which is pretty interesting um yeah. ex president of the United States mm-hmm. um i think having that is cool because podcasts give you that kind of like lets you jump in a different world and you kind of can see like how other people are thinking too and it's not just you kind of thinking on your train ride back home alone right so it gives the ability to you know i guess really hone your skills aside from that just uh are you planning on maybe starting your own podcast today or do you think you have the personality because you said you're in sales right so maybe you can kind of you know start something I mean, is that 
i did sales for like 6 months but that was that experience uh, I, like i cherish that experience way too much because it broke the ice for me to you know communicate with strangers and be comfortable with that so and i i'm so such a big fan of podcasting so i i'm down the line i'm manifesting that i do like uh, podcasting on the side or maybe like yeah of course on the side right now but i want to do it the thing is i don't i have like so many interests that i would like uh, it's kind of uh, you know you have to commit to something and then get to it right uh, right now i'm experimenting with boxing oh My, yeah it's been like one one and a half month that i've uh, i'm like boxing right now uh, i'm getting i'm just uh, going to a gym it's just a boxing gym here uh, in a very i won't say sketchy but very uh, like i live in queens jamaica area so it's not the best area but uh, yeah there's a city gym the first time my gym boxing is my house in the basement it's it's okay it's not a big deal even rocky balboa the movie they didn't have the best gym no but the thing is i would say this is a really good gym it's like all these people are very tough guys in, uh, from the streets and stuff so this is just a boxing gym it's not even like they don't have anything else apart from boxing it's just for boxing and then uh, the the guy who kind of trains me is a national champ and has couple, uh, so many medals and stuff like that and everyone who comes over here, like 50% of people have dedicated their life for boxing that's it and then all the other 50% are super interested in boxing so the ecosystem is very good but like my consistency is bad right now so do you box with like gloves on or you spar with like gear, gear so i've not been in the ring right now i'm getting like my skills like uh, he's teaching me how to jab cross and then my footwork like yeah all the basics like i'm getting my foundation done right now but i wear like 16 ounce uh, gloves and then i practice on that so 16 ounce and then you just go down and you're like 10 ounce like what the fuck is going on right now right so yeah but it's like i've heard that when you move from 16 ounce to 10 ounce like your wrist starts to hurt too like you'll start feeling right now it's too much padding so you don't even know no yeah of course and mm-hmm. thing is like with boxing too cardio is such a big thing like it's not just mm-hmm. for the way you hit somebody but it's cardio and you know KSI and all these other guys they always talk about cardio it's so important cuz i also box too but i do it downstairs in my my mm-hmm. uh, gym and i kind of just follow youtube videos but definitely having that one on one interaction with someone especially mm-hmm. full time world world champ like you like you know like your coach oh my god i wish i had that man but do you Yo, have- he, he's not a world champ but he has won like state competitions and national competitions stuff like but he's but relevant state champ i guess right yeah so but how did you find this gym this is like very inter- interesting how did you so- I wanted to get back into fitness. I was I was very much into fitness at point at one point of time but then I lost my uh you know motivation or whatever. Like I I got pretty busy with other stuff and then you sometimes have to be very self motivated to be fit. 100%. I mean I I don't think that I'm out of shape but I don't think I'm in the shape that I want to be. So I started looking up uh, places around my neighborhood. I went to a couple of places but these are like traditional gyms or maybe HIIT places like you do cardio for 45 minutes or they have like specific sessions and stuff this is a very uh, so then I found out this gym I was just scouting this gym has like no like this is a very rough gym it's like there's no AC or you don't have any fancy things all these things are like pretty old and stuff uh, so 
uh, the whole ceiling has all this like the, i cannot see any wall in this gym every wall is covered by either a photo or a or a frame or some medals or some gloves like every wall is covered every single wall it's almost like a retro vintage yeah. like maybe people have had history there kind of gym yeah it's one of those gyms so like uh, it was pretty interesting there was one particular day when i was like uh, training and then uh, they were talking about a guy who used to no who still comes to that gym and he is going to fight uh, on Mad- like in madison square garden soon so wow. yeah it's like those kind of people or i mean i'm wait he might is he on the card for jake paul and them because that's no, not- no 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 okay yo but like uh, Yeah, the Jake Paul fight. I'm like super, super excited about it. Like, uh, of course, yeah. The I think I spent money on Jake Paul the last five fights. I won five out of five times under bar stools. Um, Jake Paul's. I I always am voting from not only because he's a boxer, but he's doing something that's different. Um, and I grew up from the YouTube days where I followed him. You know, with his, mm. one of his first vlogs with him and Ro- Logan. I even have like his shirt. Logan Sheriff 365 vlogs when he is first year uh, anniversary yeah Jake's brother but Jake also like as much as he has all this inst- like YouTuber hate he can fight I think so and I think um I want to see him fight and I also want to see him fight KSI I don't know if you want to see that too but that's going to happen I mean uh, did you see this uh, face off between KSI and uh, Alex Wasabi yes Wasabi I mean, if KSI is going to destroy Wasabi, that's for sure. But then KSI, KSI is pretty serious about this, and he's like, uh, he's building up. He wants a level ground when he fights uh, Jake Paul. Level ground, and not in terms of skill, but in terms of negotiations and in terms of uh, like, you know, contract. Because he does not want Jake to have a upper hand and then uh, you know abide by his his uh, you know terms and conditions. He's completely right though because on I saw that video and on face off uh he he lost 30 pounds first of all so congrats to JJ. Yeah, that's amazing. He looks completely different right now, yeah. He looks completely different, shredded, not a part of the person he was like 6 7 months ago. Um he was pretty fat. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. And also it was like you can tell from his face just like how ripped he is. He had like very very subtle short clips of him boxing. He mm. literally looks like he's like Tyron Woodley like muscle wise which is insane. And on top of that um I think yeah he's right like the negotiation rights he needs to be on a fair ground but he's not the thing with KSI is like he's not on a professional field he's only fought one person he doesn't have the record to fight Jake. Jake has five but, but the thing is this is not professional. This is this is all about pay-per-views. All so All he's trying to prove is with this Wasabi fight. If he has equal amount of pay per views, then they can decide like where they are gonna fight in the UK right. or the US, like all those things. So, yeah. But yeah, so you know. But do you want to be like Jake Paul and like be in a boxing ring one day? Is that your goal? Is your next goal? I, I don't think so. I I just want to. I mean, <laughs> I want to. I love. I mean, I'm very passionate about it. So. Boxing and then jujitsu. These are the two things that I really want to get better at it, and just for my personal hobby. I don't want to do it professionally or, or compete or do anything like that. But I would love to go to the like uh, get in the ring and then spar because I used to do MMA. Uh, this like couple of years ago, but I I used to get trained in MMA and that was for a really long time. And I I loved you know uh, like on the weekends sometimes we used to spar, and uh, th- that gives the rush. 
so did you do this kind of stuff when you were back in India, like kind of like boxing? Yes. So mixed martial arts, I started to do uh, in India. I moved from India like last year. So next month is going to be one year for me. Very early, recent. It's still like a big change for you, right? Like moving from India to America. It's only been a year, right? Yeah, it's only been a year. So it's like a huge change. But before we switch topics, I want to tell you this. I saw Jake Paul's transformation. I saw Logan's transformation. Like physical. But they've been fit before. Okay, KSI, he was fit before, then he lost it, but then he got fit again. But the most impressive transformation I see every time is Fousey. You know Fousey? Fousey, yeah. He has the biggest... Wow, I mean, it's... I saw that and I was like, holy crap. Because he's always... So, the last two to three transformations of Fousey were a little chubby. He was a little fatter. Mm -hmm. And then he also is like fit, but then he does something stupid to get knocked out, right? But yes. this case, I think this time around, he's the old Fousey, like the one where when he first came to YouTube, he was really, really ripped. He's not, yeah. but he didn't have any boxing experience this time around. He has boxing experience. He's lost. Like, he's been- I mean, I don't, I don't think he's still going to win the boxing match because uh, he's, he does not have that in him. I feel like he's not a fighter. You have to have that natural instinct of, a, of being a fighter. And then you can get your skills better. But I don't think he has... He's he's that person. But he has very good marketing skills. And then he'll still market this fight. That's not a problem. But it's very commendable how he falls. And then gets back up. And then again he falls and then gets back up. He's been through so much stuff. But it's like unbelievable how he can still switch things up. And, and that's what motivates me about these YouTubers. It's like, I feel that sometimes when I look at YouTubers compared to people in my own life... It's more motivating to watch them because then you see like, okay, like there's people in my life that are like kind of just like here, no one's really doing it. And when you go on YouTube, you're like, wow, other people, like you think, you feel like sometimes you're doing good, like going to the gym once, but then you look at these guys and they're like, they've had the worst of the worst, but they come back in like six months, eight months. Also, it's like in your in your social life when like you go through something bad, okay, and that's just personal. Like you know about it, or maybe four friends of yours know about it, and then yeah. you have to overcome that. But then you see these people who have who had like a social meltdown in front of millions of people, and then you see them come back off it. It's like motivating, yeah. Very, very. I mean, that's why. I, so, do you think Deji's gonna win? This is his first win. I think so. He's going, but the thing is, like both of these fighters, like. I can see uh, Fousey being super dedicated and he'll put everything, but he's not a natural fighter. And on the other hand, I see Deji as a little bit better natural fighter, but he does not put in that much hard work. I don't think he's that dedicated or he has that type of, uh, you know, motivation to switch, uh, like transform physically or get better at skill. I feel he's lazy sometimes. I don't know. So it's that's why it's like I think he probably has a work ethic for the gym, but as a fighter, there's a way of, uh, almost like understanding how fighters fight. And every every time I hear Fuzi speak, I feel like he says he's better. But I think if someone says they're better, they can't just say it with their words. They have to also just yeah. Like Alex Wasabi, I give him a lot of respect. Case mm. was in his head, hundred percent. Yeah, but. Wasabi also it was very composed, which I thought was very good. He was very happy. Like mm, that thing, kind of like a strength. I mean, I don't know if it's still in his head, but he's not like Fousey where it's like you can tell right. like, he's like gone or like he's just mm. like, gave up. So 
the thing about wasabi is he would not he would never get in a like a spat he would not talk about stuff like even all his previous fights he would not blabber about what he's going to do and stuff he's just he'll go in the ring and he, maybe he'll prove it right now i have high high expectations from him i think he's going to give a good fight it's not going to be a one sided match for sure it's not going to be like that he's going to give a good fight but with deji i think deji is going to win uh if i have to put my money i feel like deji might win deji might win i feel like this yeah. when um out of the whole you know his last four four fights um and i think that face temper is going to win too i'm a big fan of face temper so that's my guy you know uh-huh i mean out of everyone in the face i just know no banks and like i'm a big fan of banks yeah i am too i am too he used to back in the day he used to upload a lot with the less violet when they were dating now yeah. upload as much because obviously they're not dating he's with someone else but uh before i digress you know but um mm-hmm. aside from that how was india how was like you know that lifestyle and would you go back to india personally yeah. i mean i love india so much and if I, whenever i have to go back i can happily go back it's just about you know the career is the only thing that you know makes you question which location would be the best for you and right now new york looks better for me uh in terms of career point of view but in terms of just life uh i came from mumbai and i feel that mumbai and new york are very much similar new york is like 20 or 40 or 50 years uh like for fast forwarded from yeah. mumbai history wise it's like 40 50 years like no no like if mumbai is uh like it's like mumbai right now 50 years down the line can become new york so uh, i feel like that i mean mumbai has the culture uh that i see over here diversity is same they just need the construction or like the ability to develop because there's so many people that it's kind of hard to like just like kick everyone out and then you know like yeah it's really tough to do that so but mumbai too my my dad's from mumbai he's like from east malad mumbai uh-huh. so when i go there all the time i am just like in the city we live right in the middle of the city it's like this little like Gotapas which is like a kind of like a little village inside of Bombay but that village has like the best pav bhaji has the best food is the best like you know indian cuisine so i think yeah india is awesome i like bombay but personally i wouldn't live there just because of the pollution but unfortunately what can you do about that you can't even do much so yeah i mean yeah the, but like nightlife in mumbai food in mumbai uh, people in mumbai like people in mumbai have kind of the same hustler mental hustler mentality and like they don't give a fuck about like op- uh, you know opinions that much as as compared yeah. to facts it's all about like uh, yeah it's not very emotional it's very practical lifestyle over there and uh, that's what i you know feel is similar in new york so for me it was not that big of a cultural shock like when i moved to new york uh, like i was kind of fascinated with this tall buildings for a couple of days but then that was not something that because even mumbai has high rise building i did construction uh, at a project which was like 60 70 floor building so it's not like mumbai does not have high rise buildings and stuff like that so but that was not that big of a cultural shock it's just like in the us you see diversity from the world and in mumbai it was diversity from india but india has like 26 india has people who speak 26 languages like different languages and stuff so it's pretty diverse yeah i think i think also like the diversity goes beyond just one country in america right yeah that's the difference i think in india there's always everyone's in the one like there's 26 different languages but everyone's from india 
Hmm. America, everyone is like from different ethnicities, backgrounds, and different viewpoints, and they have different kinds of social habits, food habits, uh, habits when it comes to their own beliefs, right? So, yeah, I think that's probably like it gives you like an open mind a little bit, right? But I yeah. feel like closed off, which is a good thing, you know, like you're not closed off to other people and stuff, right? I mean, I my circle when I was in school was people from every different religion and then who spoke a lot of different languages. So that brought, you know, an openness in me. But right now, if someone is living in New York uh, for a really long time, it's a, like a whole different level of social aptitude because you live around all these people who have different different perspective or stuff. So, yeah, I mean, right now I'm working with someone. Uh, so I'm doing construction projects. So that's why I meet a lot of different people on the field. And then we can, we talk about stuff. So I'm on the, on the site itself. You meet yeah. So oh. I'm talking to a guy who, uh, who has a 17 year old son, but like, uh, that guy has never listened to music. Like in, in their culture or religion, it's not, uh, like music is frowned upon and then they have never listened to music. Oh, that's so interesting. I've never heard of someone not having music in their culture. I mean, they can listen to music, which is like specific, just tunes and stuff like that, but they cannot listen to it. I mean, that was such a huge shock. And this is like last week. So yeah. And then I was interested to know why it is like that. And then, uh, I mean, it's every religion has its own guidelines and then you follow how much ever you want to follow. Uh, but I don't want to name the religion or anything because oh, yeah, of course. I'm not taking this negatively. I'm not, not looking at it negatively, but I don't know who is listening. And then someone might feel like, oh, he's uh, talking about our religion or something like that. So no, yeah, yeah. Gotta be I come from Mumbai. I come from India. It's a very uh, sensitive country when it comes to religion. So <laughs> yeah, I know all these red flags. No, 100%. I mean, in India is very big on religious. Like I'm Jain, so... When I go to India, there's like Jane menus and there's regular menus. I'm like, what the heck's going on? And even my family too in, in, in India, my parents, you know, here, they, 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 they're like, you know, they don't eat like onions and potatoes in India. And stuff, but here, they eat onions, potatoes and stuff because, you know, in Jainism, you can't have certain things grown from the ground. So mm-hmm. the culture shift, but definitely it's just adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So from India, I've only been there like three, four times, to be honest with you. Maybe mm-hmm. five. Uh, but yeah, I wasn't born there, but I lived there since I was five, actually. So you live in Jersey, right? I lived in Jersey, but when I was born here, mm-hmm. I moved back to India for five years until my grandpa was alive. Mm-hmm. And five, the age of five, I came back here. Mm-hmm. So back here, I had like weird English because I would go up to my uncle and be like, hey, uncle. And I would say like in Gujarati, like, I don't know mm-hmm. English, but like I'm saying English words, like, you know, that broken English. Yeah. Cause like you know, my uncle's like, "Wait, you're talking in English," and I was like, "Yeah, money kabarati. I don't know English, like you know, like and stuff like that." So I I thought it was like interesting because like in India, like they teach you Gujarati, but then sometimes there's like English words that are like like you know in in the language. So yeah. like people say English words, why and they like the Coke or Sprite or you mm. know, things like like stupid or like you know just so. Yeah. Like, cool to see that like there's still that like some type of english language in in other countries which is cool i mean right now i would say uh, it's more 
No, but it's like ninety percent of the schools in India, English is the primary language. I mean, when I went to school, all my subjects were in English, and then I learned English and uh, like Hindi. I learned other languages too, like Hindi, Marathi, Sanskrit. These were the other three languages that were that I learned in my school. But then the main language was English, and all the other subjects were in English. So I went to a convent school, uh, and like bringing up school, like uh, school bring brings the best, like. Uh, depends like where you go but like uh, school shapes you way too much like i wanted to ask you this but uh, before i dive into it sure uh, when i went to school uh, my school gave me a very good uh, opportunity to be flexible with things like sports uh, i used to be boy in school like uh, they promoted dancing and all of that and i was one of the one of the <laughs> five Boy, like uh, the Indian dance thing that they used to do, or is it like no b-boying? It's a very uh, is it? Sorry, the break dancing? Exactly. Oh, it is break dancing. Okay. Yeah, so it's a very Western, or maybe like I when I was growing up and I used to like look at all these tutorials and all these videos. It was mostly Asian countries, uh, like Asian countries as in like China, Korea. Oh uh, yeah. Japan, these places. Yes, Korean, Korean. Uh, I watch BTS all the time. So, Korean, like you know, dance singers and stuff. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's considered more towards hip hop, like break dancing. That's mm-hmm. towards hip hop. And then my school was promoting dancing a lot, and then they gave us a good platform to you know, uh, like uh, they provide us a space and stuff to do like to do our stunts and then practice and stuff like that. So that was pretty cool. So this is something that I wanted to ask you. I've heard about this way too much. Like high school in the US is, it's like a most difficult phase of your life for pretty much everyone. What was your experience like when you went to high school? So I have two answers to that. One, my experience, and then my brother's experience. My brother's sixteen right now. He's mm-hmm. going to. In high school, the issue is a lot of people have different experiences. So some people, you know, first time they lose their virginity or whatever. <laughs> There's zoom. <laughs> Yo, there's a Mustang that zoomed by and then it cut off our audio. Yeah. But that's a different conversation. So one thing is like that. And the second thing is like, there's also um, where I think you're trying to fit in. You're trying to find acceptance in who you are. But you see all these people, I guess it's the first phase of social media almost. You see all these people that are like, just like what they wear or the way their families drop them off or the way they're, uh, coaches and other people react. So you see, had before high school, society's all one, right? Like people, like as like uh, your culture is very like simple and innocent. And I think India stays like that until you're in college or something. Issue is in high school here, people change up. Some people drop high school. Some people stay in high school. Some people like in India, we have studies, right? Like studies everything here for freedom, so you don't have to like necessarily drop, graduate high school. Um, but for me, high school was a very good time because I became friends with the nerds. I'll be friends with the athletes. I'll be friends with my coaches, my peers, my counselor, uh, my like, you know, like the lunch lady, she would give me free food. So like, it would be like a whole like, you know, ecosystem that I would build on my own. And um, over time, I also realized like who's fake, who's not fake, especially friends, right? Like they only like you because either you, you look really good or, you know, you can provide them with something. So, did you ever get in like a yeah. fight or something in high school? There's always fights. Like when I went to uh, 
like in a high school, like I went to Clifton High, there would be like a mosh pit. And do you know what a mosh pit is or no? Yeah. So basically it'd be like four wings and there'd be mosh pit and somebody would push somebody and they would just be like everyone fighting and like, you know, just throwing jabs. It'd be like a little mini boxing ring, more or less. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, there would be food fights. So they would take like a milk carton and throw it over. And it'd be like, I would say like two, 300 kids. So you can't control them. So they'll just flip tables and they're like a huge food fight and stuff like that. And then there was this one fight. I was just really bad. It was between these like two girls who were like, both in their 16s and they're both 16 year olds and they just ripped each other's hair out and you just saw hair like everywhere like just oh it was like a bad fight like the girl was like half bald so <laughs> wow yeah it's crazy I, mean, yeah. I personally i personally had a personality who's like a goofy guy in school and uh, i'd always crack jokes and me i'll be friends with all these people and stuff like that but i've had a couple of fights in my school days and then oh. one of them yeah one of them bad like uh uh like cop showed up at my at my house to pick me up like yeah it was that bad oh wow yeah that's crazy i didn't feel free to share it if you want but that's crazy so like what happened like how did you how did cops so the thing is uh in india influence is a big thing right so i i got into a fight with a guy whose father was uh in politics so yeah then his father found out that my son got beaten up and because i mean it was not a fair fight it was me and him but then a lot of other people jumped in and then uh, he got he pretty much got beat up but uh, like i'm not proud of all these situations it's like those times we were just it was, uh, it was just like the circumstance right like and there's a party that's like shit i wish i just fought him not everyone else like no i mean it was just supposed to be me and him and then we were fighting and then like in india it's very different it said like hard saf karna so you when, when like two people are fighting you have no agenda or no business you will just yeah you will just go and smack someone and then that's it so gotcha. a, a lot of people do that and then that like that guy's father got pretty pissed and then he had cops at my place and then i mean yeah that was one of the experiences even i've gotten beaten up too like i was walking uh, yeah I, i had like there was my I had a best friend. Uh, I mean, I still am very, very good friends with him. He had beef with someone, and then those guys always saw me with this with my friend. Okay, so it was like two rival gangs. But it's I mean, <laughs> it's goofy to say gangs, but it's like, yeah, you know that you guys are not uh, cool. So late night, I went to buy a couple of like game CDs. I used to play, you know, video games on my PC, and then buy those CDs and stuff like that. So I remember I bought like something uh, for Call of Duty and then I have like four or five games, new games. I was pretty excited. I was walking back home and then these guys used to like very close by. So there were like four people and uh, in the night the lights were not that much and then all these travel buses are parked. So I was walking behind a bus. So it's just a sidewalk and then all these buses are parked. So it's like an alleyway kind of a thing. turned out to be these guys spot like saw me walking and then i was alone and they were like four people and then we got into a fight yeah so i mean at that time i was kind of a rebel so i would not like run away so i made sure that i had one guy in my hand and then i bumped his head into a like into the bus tire and he, oh, yeah God. so he had like he had he has he had his face fucked up but then i got pretty much beaten up that i was on the ground and stuff but then i called up my boys and then we we had no clue that where those guys live we just knew the area we were like 20 people looking for these guys and then they just ran away uh and we found their homes 
so i i we found out one of the guys house and then we just walked up to his house and then asked his father to call this call call him back and stuff and then like his, his whole family was a uh, what the fuck is this and we are like 15 16 year old old boys it's not like gangsters and we have we we are school going kids have some of them came out of tuition have their backpacks and maths and science book inside <laughs> so it's like that but uh, india is very different like mumbai is pretty different like the ego is on another level uh i think that's the thing i think it's not about the backpacks and the science stuff i think it's about anyone can become like it's all a bunch of good kids but if you just it's so much population if mm-hmm. anyone piss someone off and there's like 20 of them still 20 people versus one right so yeah that's still even if it's like a bunch of indian kids who are like very scrawny and little still 20 kids right when you get but it was not like uh, we i mean everyone wanted to have fun and they want yeah so we went to this guy's house uh, his father called all those four boys back home and then uh, uh, before even i or my friends could do anything he beat the shit out of those boys like he has his he had his belt out and he was beating them so badly that we were like we even we were not going to do what you did and then i was the one who stopped his dad Okay, no, that like that's enough. Did you get slapped with the belt too? Kind of. Yeah. No, not me. No, I don't know. Got something like, like Jackson, like. Yeah, that that's how I started getting into boxing. I my head movement was not that good. Yeah. Couple like, of. He's got... inspiration. He's like, yo, this dad. He's too fast. My own good. I gotta get like, I gotta train a little bit, and then I gotta like just fight him right after that. Yeah. So, But like yeah. every single fight that I got into was like by instigated from the other person. Like I don't have a fighting personality. I feel like I was very goofy and uh, I was more into girls and stuff in school. You still are. You still are. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to have that macho personality. I just wanted to have that. Uh, I don't think, but like. I, so like, so it goes back to like, how do you determine a friend? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you pick a friend? Like, how do you pick a good friend? Like, who doesn't get you in these situations? I mean, yeah, I don't think there's I there's a lot of friends out there that are, mm. or they just want something from you, right? Or they yeah, right? Or like they put you in an uncomfortable situation, right? Yeah. How do you know what a friend is? You know what I mean? Like, how do you know that? I mean, I, I mean, my friend circle in school was pretty much like people in my class and stuff, but like we all shared similar interests. So my best friends, uh. Like whom I'm still best friends with right now from school, but we all were into break dancing. So we all had common interests. We were all into sports. I used to play soccer. I mean, it was called football over there, but right now no one understands football over here. So we played, yeah, we played soccer, and then uh, I was very much into sports. So like fifth, sixth, seventh grade, I was into kabaddi, which is a Indian sport. Um, Love kabaddi. Played it. Loved it. Yeah, grew up. Cricket. Those two things my cousins taught me in India. Cricket, we used to just hit the ball, and like some lady upstairs on the seventh floor in India would yell at us, but you know we still did it. It was like we would hit scooters, some Maruti Suzukis, like you know just random cars. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's so much fun. I mean, it's very laid back. As a kid, if you are in India, it's uh, it's pretty laid back. You're gonna enjoy way too much. I I mean, I got uh, when I went to diploma to pursue my diploma in civil engineering. That like that. uh university supported sports way too much that's like the best school for sports uh in my town they have a uh, full ground hockey uh hockey grounds football grounds which are like turf football grounds full ground 
and then ah. every yeah they have like two basketball courts which they paint every six oh. six months or one year. What's the name of the school you went to? Father Agnels. And where in where in Bombay? In Navi Mumbai, Washi, but it's uh they have a bandra too. Gotcha, gotcha. It seems like the school had like everything, all the amenities that. Yeah, this this diploma school had everything. They had like a Olympic size uh swimming pool, like uh, archery shooting range, and everything. Pretty pretty much everything. They had table tennis, whatever you can think about. They had everything. So I started playing basketball over there, and I played like all stars, uh, like my college all stars game and stuff like that. I was part of the team, but then that's where I, uh, I got super interested in basketball, and then I'm like a huge Kobe fan. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. I- Basketball is like my second passion, third passion. Different life, I was probably a basketball player, but not mm. right now. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of LeBron. I don't know. I'm like a Jordan and then Kobe and then now Curry. But like, uh, I'm uh, yeah. No, of course. And I, I like Curry more than I like LeBron. I think LeBron has all the traits that uh, shooting guard, I mean, well, power forward, shooting guard, maybe even like center has, right? But I just think Curry's just, very skilled at one one specific mm. like skill set and that would be like you know just shooting shooting yeah he does it in a way where he helps the team out and he's also able to kind of switch gears and still make the shots and mm. i think that's why he's so dominating right now and today and that's why he won he won you know the whole nba for 2022 they came mm. top for a reason and, and steph curry got mvp as well so you know it's just it, it's in the numbers right so Exactly. Let me ask you this: uh, What do you, if I have to if you have to ex- like uh, describe yourself in like five words or your passions or whatever? What words, like what adjectives would you use for yourself? Uh, that's a good question. What I would use objectives for myself. Growing up, passion wise, I was always into like things that are, I guess, like Yu Gi Oh like Yu-Gi-Oh, Beyblade stuff. So I was always into like, I guess the next big thing. So part of me was always into Pokemon cards and stuff. So part of me was always like into creatives, mm-hmm. Just watching cartoons, reenacting all the stuff that I saw in cartoons growing up. I always wanted that life. I always wanted to be like Batman. I always wanted to be like the main mm-hmm. character show, right? Everybody wants to be the main character. Everybody wants to be the main character. Mm-hmm. So I thought that just, like five ways to describe me is creative, uh, maybe art, uh, creative, artistic, hardworking, passionate, and kind. I would say those five words. Wow. But the reason I have those five is because I see like how the main characters, right? I know it's stupid, mm-hmm. but the main character is always kind. Like Batman, yeah, he's not the nicest, mm-hmm. but he still has sympathy, right? And same with like Spider Man or like Iron Man, even like. Challenge showdown. Like I always wanted to be like the main character of like everything. Maybe it's a little narcissism, narcissism in me. Mm-hmm. But hey, who doesn't want to be the main character, right? Or the second underrated character, like Vegeta or like Dragon Ball Z Super, Itachi and Naruto, right? Those mm-hmm. characters are also super, super cool. That came out after. But just growing up, I always wanted to be a kid. I always was like the one who always like looked up everything, like looked up all what's going on in the news, looked up what's the next big thing, and it was what. But what about you? Like I could throw that question right back at you. Yeah, I mean, you know? pretty much like this. I mean, I was someone who was very physically active. So I would always be into sports. So football, basketball, whatever. Like I was super active like that. I would not sit. I mean, I was 
pretty gifted with uh drawing i was very good at drawing like sketches and stuff like that but i did not have the patience to sit and do stuff so i i was always someone who would want to go out i love going on hikes and uh you know explore places stuff like that the craziest dare you ever took craziest dare cuz i feel like in in india all these kids did some crazy shit so i know did some crazy shit cuz you fought somebody's dad almost or you helped yeah. add back so i mean i'm craziest dare i have like so many stories because i li- i've lived in ho- in a hostel like a boys hostel too so we like 250 guys living in a religious chain hostel okay so it's like we have so many rules like 6:30 in the am or 7 am you have to go and pray uh it's not a compulsory like you have to have attendance for it so you have to maintain a 50% attendance for praying or stuff like that there's a night curfew 10 am 11 am you have to be inside uh dinner is served at 6:30 after the sunset it's not served at oh, all knock out like not at all and you cannot you cannot bring outside food inside at all so that was one of the rules so was this a hostel yes it's a jain hostel mahavir jain vidyalay jain hostel holy shit i was at mahavir jain vidyalay when i was so all like onions or potatoes in this jain hostel never we followed all the these and everything god what the heck exactly. i mean good for jainism but damn man that's a little now rough. imagine 250 guys uh who are at their prime age of being like being a ruckus and then pretty whatever the hell you call and it. then all these rules imagine like so we used to have crazy 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 nights there was one time when they had to shut down the whole hostel and there were like 20 cops outside because we uh we like at 3 in like 2:30 in the night we everyone had planned okay uh because they were kicking away our superintendent who has been there for like 10 15 years or something like that and he was pretty old so they wanted to switch him up and then bring another guy but the other guy was an asshole so no one wanted that so everyone decided that at 2:30 in the night we are just going to revolt so they shut off the rights of the hostel at 2:30 in the night now the whole hostel it's like five stories okay the whole hostel lights are off everyone is outside the room all the boys and then we are just banging shit and then shouting like we have all our chants okay like fuck you this guy or whatever and then there are like couple of security guards and they are right in the middle and then we have like covered him and then he's on call with uh, the superintendent and stuff like but like we are out of control and then the hostel was shut down and there were like cops outside and stuff like that so this hostel only has guys or girls or just guys just guys just to just Why? have a girl version of this somewhere else i mean no they they have it but it's not everywhere uh like at where my hostel was it was there was it was just a boys hostel but they have girls also at some other locations but that sounds so i guess like if i'm 15 16 i want to see some girls i guess right so it sounds a little a little too much like yo but the good thing is this hostel was in a very prime location so i lived in andheri and <laughs> Yeah, Juhu was right over there, and then Andheri is so popping. I used to go three times a week clubbing. Like, <laughs> I had my household club. Like I used to go to Opa and Mithil. So he goes there and stuff. Then you come back. You know, I mean, I I I had like a arrangement with the guard and stuff. So I mean, I, oh, yeah, okay. you have to you have to do it, but you have to earn that respect. So once you're pretty cool with that guy, and you do do him a couple of favors and stuff, and then maybe. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he'll sneak you in in the night and stuff. But like most of the time, I'll just come in the morning. So they the the hostel used to open up at five five a.m. So people used we had a temple inside the hostel. 
so people will come to pray and stuff so at 5 you just show up in your fancy dress well, you had a good balance right like you had life but then you also were respectful and obviously Jane and yeah your regional coordinator so that's awesome so you know YJ people like you know the fact that like you did that i mean that's a good balance and in my opinion i i accepting of that cuz yeah everybody needs to kind of get out and you know live their life and the fact that your secret connections with your hostel guy and he snuck you in that's hilarious i think that's so funny so yeah i mean we we had a very good balance because we were very pretty serious about uh, our religious stuff too we we used to do a lot of thing uh, like a lot of community stuff and then i mean i've always been very connected to my religion uh, i used to go to pathshala do you have any uh, mental i would say like mental challenges when it comes to all this stuff cuz it takes a very strong mental person to kind of just live in an all boys school with like 250 kids um did you kind of like uh, ever like question your sanity i would say that brought the i mean it worked in the opposite way it healed me i would say because th- there's a brotherhood that you develop and then all these people are like uh, sure. like your room we lived in a like a one one room okay there's not like bedrooms and stuff there are five guys who lived in one room so they are like rooms like that so all these people are like my brothers now and then we we've been through so much together my breakup uh, i was in a three year relationship and i thought it was perfect what do you know three and a half but it's okay keep continue yeah okay so i mean so i went through a breakup around that time and i had all these friends around me and they never left me alone and they helped me move on and then i moved on in like 3 4 months and i i was completely fine but it's like um i would say you have a whole different level of support and authentic uh, you know relationships because no one is fa- trying to impress anyone or faking it or trying to make yeah. friends we're just living together every day you are like uh, you, you take your speakers and then you go like you have music blasting in your uh you know bathrooms and stuff i mean we had if you have seen three idiots we had that kind of bathrooms but the thing is we would not get hot water inside the bathroom so we have to fill up our tubs outside the bathroom and then go inside and then have shower <laughs> so they yeah yeah so in india you have to like fill up the hot water in and then you have to go in the buckets and like go back inside that uh, the the thing right the- in the hostel i mean at my house i had everything but in the hostel that was the thing because they didn't want people to just be in the shower in the hot water all the time yeah yeah cuz there there's that switch there's a button heating system that mm-hmm. you press the switch so then the the switch will have like a heating system and there's a heating cooler so but I, the, but, yeah. the, but the shit thing was it was outside the bathroom so you have to fill your bucket never heard. have that hot water and then go inside and then have shower Yeah that's kind of annoying. I don't know why they had a shitty water system like that. That's such a horrible. I mean you or else if you want to shower like that like without hot water you can just shower in cold water inside. Like there's a shower head. But like you want hot water? Oh in the middle of the night. I don't know. Sneak into hotel or something like that. I don't know. You couldn't do that. Sneak where? Sneak into a hotel nearby or anything like that? No. You couldn't do it. I mean around that age you don't have that yeah. kind of money to you know spend on hotels and stuff like hotel stays. I was I used to go to Oyo's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Oyo was a thing. I was a, like a prime member or something like that in that Oyo and I used to get a lot of benefits because I mean when if you are in a relationship of course you are going to go somewhere and if you are not in a relationship then of course you are going to go somewhere. <laughs> so yeah. So is your personal life or all your family is your mom dad like family and stuff everyone like kind of uh currently in America or in India? My whole family is in India. 
uh i'm the only one who is in america right now and then uh yeah my mom pretty much knows 90% of my life like she knows everything that's going on she does not know about my hookups or casual relationships because it's meaningless for me to so there's no point of her knowing but like she always knew about my relationships she knew whenever i went clubbing or did anything like she was so we built that transparent relationships so that is pretty cool that i feel that that does not exist it's not a common thing in india no that's amazing man i mean and the thing is like at least it shows like some people they live with their parents but they're not as close with them even in the same house but it shows like you and your mom have a very strong connection and you know mm. further away you see you know and it's not with your mom it's just with anyone right sometimes so that's why it goes back to being like how do you determine a friend right your mom's your mm. friend that's like a real friend right like someone that cares for you without anything in return so mm. you know i I'm, think i feel i'm like pretty lucky i'm like super super lucky touch wood that i have a really good set of friends these friends have have been around for years now and then these are like very authentic people we don't put up with bullshit if it's straight to your face if i like something if i don't like something we are like pretty honest with each other and we genuinely care for each other and want people like want each other to succeed like that kind of people so yeah so it's not like delusional uh, relationship it's like very authentic and then it's hard to find that kind of people the problem i'll tell you about new york so i have all these friends whom whom i'm like super connected and like authentic but they are in india right over here in the us that's very difficult to do because everyone is very goal oriented so you're not meeting people first of all and then even if you're meeting you have an agenda like before you meet so i mean the last time we met we met at one of the events that i hosted right uh, in new york there were like 40 people so everyone made connections and was hanging out and then had fun like we had fun on different level like we went out and stuff like that but then right, right, right. everyone came with an agenda to network with people to build some connections and then maybe see career prospects like how it, it can help them out in a way or not so that's pretty much new york like uh, to have that authentic relationship it's pretty tricky to find i which, go to university now like which which area of new york what which area of new york do you live in right now queens jamaica queens jamaica okay and how far was it from the yjp event we we had like an hour away oh shit okay damn so yeah. you they like get an uber back or something or a train back so the thing is i did not yeah i mean that day i took a train back uh, train is pretty convenient but i did not live there before i mean live here before i used to live in journal square new jersey i see and, uh, i got pretty bored with that place it's like nothing much happening but uh, like later on i found out like hoboken and uh, grove street all these places are pretty good but like journal square was kind of dead then i moved to queens because right now i have an internship and then they are doing a lot of projects around this area so it was pretty convenient for me to be here but maybe in couple of months i'll move but like my final move i want to be in manhattan that's like the end goal i want to at least for a year i want to live in manhattan and see like you the live, you believe live in east village manhattan like you know uh so i'm not going to say who remember when we went out to the club i know the guy somebody right that person actually lived in east village manhattan and their rent was very very cheap it was like 1700 a month yeah. that's like unheard of like that's perfect so but they live in a 500 square foot studio so i mean i'm down to pay 1700 by myself and then live in a studio because right now i live alone uh i'm pretty lucky i have like a three bedroom apartment and i live alone i don't have i don't have shared Wait. place 
Oh, how do you have a three-bedroom apartment and you live alone? I don't pay rent or anything. Rent, utilities, nothing. So I'm pretty lucky. Uh, the owner of my company had this place, and then they were they are gonna demolish this place and then build a new place over here. But then before we have the permit and then do all the all the plans are ready and everything, Perfect. so they are not gonna. But they cannot even rent it out to someone uh, because they they are not gonna lease or anything. So this place is gonna go down. So by that time. and it's not a rundown place it's like it's a very good place but the thing is we are building a school over here and this is going to be part of that school property they did a lot of rezoning and stuff like that restructuring wow so that's amazing yeah so i got pretty lucky like i have a very nice place i have dishwasher washer dryer everything in my place <laughs> bedroom oh my god that's amazing and you yeah. going to come over and crash too like whenever because you have so much space you know i have like friends over all the time like uh very so my school best friend that i was talking about he moved to new york like 8 years ago and he's a citizen oh. over here he has like his family is over here and everything and he lives like 10 minutes away so he's always over here yeah so that that's pretty good like uh now to have this space but the problem is like it's so far away like no one wants to come over here no yeah of course of course it is a little like dangerous too on top of that right so oh yeah in the night it's pretty sketchy yeah yeah i feel that Well, I mean, yeah, I I have a couple friends or I have friend like my my uh my family uh there's somebody who's like a insurance agent or whatever. Mm-hmm. So has relatives in like Jamaica too. Mm-hmm. So, so we we know people and stuff too. So, you know, in Jamaica we have a couple clients and stuff like that in Jamaica, so you know, I I know how it is. I've I've been around the area, so Let me ask you this, what's your work life right now? Like uh amazing. I mean, I work uh I've been working four years and like five months from home now. Mm-hmm. I work. I live with my parents because I like to invest into mm-hmm. real estate, as you know. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just I've been a manager for the Federal Reserve for nine months now, and before that, a four-year technical professional job with them as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yay or something like that. But I just have my cards lucky, and I'm able to have this opportunity to do this, and you know, also be a figurehead for them as well. So you know. going well and um I'm able to kind of network and just have outreach all over the bank so that's amazing but for the fed you need to be a citizen and all there's so much other things so it's really hard to get into and mm-hmm. background check and all this stuff so but you know god bless and um yeah you know there's a lot we we can't say but it's great you know yeah that's really great i mean I've seen this. I've seen this shift right now. I mean, all these people that I know right now, my brother, like Ketul, or uh, another, like all these cousins, brothers, or the connections I'm making, most of them are pretty settled in their life uh, in terms of career. Because you, I feel US facilitates that if you have good education or good experience or good skill set down the line, you're gonna be pretty settled. You're gonna have a balanced life. Most of them are working from home or have a very flexible schedule, like work schedule. Uh, exactly. you can maintain a work life balance very easily i feel like i mean yeah absolutely we just complain about bullshit but it's really not that much that difficult you know what i mean so yeah i, I mean uh, let me ask you this what are the side ventures that you have right now i um, know some of them but like let's dive into it sure so i one of my side ventures right now is uh, the polaroid bang so i'm trying to get more pictures into some of these memories So recently I went to Yosemite National Park and I got a really really good shots of some polaroids in that national park of the nature 
and it was like this huge huge like mountain and i was like the little tiny dot in the mountain and somebody took a picture of me from far away so like the picture came out pristine like all woods nature like like white looking stone like stuff but the next few projects i want to want for that side venture is would be like more on the realms of like so i'm going to a couple marriages so i thought like man like, Polaroid of them doing the drone dance, you know that drone dance they do, yeah. But a Polaroid of that, so mm. like, creativity wise, everyone will benefit, right? Like the marriage, the couple. Were you, were you inspired by 99 originals for this? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm doing it for just for fun and I'm just seeing like how it goes, right? Because I think Logan has a creative mind and I just like why not, right? He he puts that content out there for people to use, the ones who are smart about it. Mm. If you're smart about it, you'll use it. Um, but I mean, uh, I don't know if you have seen, but I, I, this particular video is like uh, pretty notable. Fousey made a video of uh, uh, this thing, like cribs or something. What is that? Like uh, when they go to people's house and then show their house. Oh, cribs. Yeah. So it's like a basically like he used to go to like other people's like influencers' houses. Yeah. He would show like how their houses look from inside out because you don't get to see it. So it'd be like these rich ass houses, but a lot of the houses are also rented out. I, I think, I, I think, and some people actually own the houses. So he would go in and meet celebrities. But one thing you learn yeah. from him too is you get a network with people like Shaq O'Neal, mm. you know, high level people who own huge, huge houses. Then on top of that, Fushi also gets the ability to kind of, you know, get to know like how the houses are. Yeah. It tells us as the audience, like, you know, th- these are how their houses look. Cause everyone wonders, right? Like how mm. do they, of their houses how's their life situations how like if you saw Sha- Shaq's bed it's like huge right yeah. it's like the size of like three or four king beds mm-hmm. same with like DJ Khaled so when you see things like that it just makes you more inspired right and people love to see inspiration so I mean why I brought it up is because he made a like a Cribs video with Logan Paul and then Logan Paul showed him his music studio he spent like hundreds and thousands of dollars building that mu- music studio and he was like I'm investing money in experimenting my creativity. And then if it go like, even if I don't make music anymore or do anything about it, but like, I want to experiment with this. And then that's exactly like, uh, right now what you're doing with Polaroids is the same thing. Like you can invest your time and money a little bit to experiment with some side of you that you don't know you, you want to explore. Like, how do you build your personality? What's the what like? What's the definition of personality? You keep on doing some other stuff, and then there you'll pick stuff that you like, and then that becomes part of your personality. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely like I think um, taking breaks is very important. Like I told Kito too, right? Like if I if I wanted to, I could upload every single day and make money, but or even if no money, I could still upload every day. But burnout is so real when you have so many ventures going on that mm-hmm. I prefer just to like relax and like post when I can. Like when you come by. I can have a full world conversation with you and be really engaged versus like every five days and you know, the next person, the next person, the next person. I like, it's too much, you know? So, yeah. And sometimes like you want to live like this is what, so right now I was listening to uh, a podcast where Andrew Schultz and then Charlemagne were there uh, and then they were <laughs> breakfast club. Yeah. I'd- yeah. So and then they were talking about Chris Rock. So Chris, what comedians do is like they go on the road and then they do it, but they take one year or two years break to build a new, like build their content. So that's their material. That's how they do it. So it's like you have to live life to talk about life, or maybe you know have a perspective over life. If you just keep on doing, 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 
like logan was talking all this right he was doing uh, daily vlogs every single day he has to come up with some bullshit content and record it that's it he not have enough space and time to grow as a person pay them and after they edit it i think he has to review it and it'll take another 2 3 4 hours but doing that every single day there's burnout so much burnout you learn a lot of different things about yourself and even the vlogs are fun but i think if we, when you rush too many pieces of content hmm. something i personally <laughs> so you know have you ever recorded a vlog yeah i used to record one all the time it's not easy i gave up on it after the first 5 i was like fuck this it's too much too much editing cutting trimming chopping then editing adding filters then making sure the person says the right thing and then if he says something stupid you got to cut it off but in a video format it's like the hardest thing you know so i used to i i experimented with that too i learned how to uh, edit videos and stuff i used to i learned the software davinci resolve and then color correction and all that how long does it take you to edit a 2 minute video i mean depends i used to edit music videos so it's like a 3 3 and a half minute video but it's like it's going to take so much more time because i'm doing like i'm building a whole vibe but uh, i recorded a couple of vlogs and then i uh, i started editing maybe couple of hours not more than that because uh once you like i started from learning editing then recording right so once you are editing you build a perspective how oh, how you should record to have a better edit and then that's how then you start shooting it like that so you'll start you'll you'll already know what kind of angles you want or where you want to start or stop or what kind of transition you want so you'll start recording stuff like that so it's easier in edits no i appreciate it i, I mean i i'm going to try to see if i can get back into it but it's just one of those things that like always want to get back into but it's too much time so i think that's why people do podcasts now cuz podcasts are so unraw they're mm. not really that much edited right but mm. it's like intermission or whatever but it's not anything insanely edited right so that's what i really like about it you know it's scripted but mm. you know it's not the most thing what is your ideal i guess your ideal job too cuz you told me your ideal place you want to live in, which is manhattan but what is your ideal job and um, do you have a side adventures too i mean i have i mean i don't have like side adventures but there are like things that i, I- right but like like my hobbies i'm part of yjp which is that young gen professionals group i'm a rc for mid atlantic region then uh, right now i'm experimenting like trying to be on podcasts and stuff like that flexing that muscle <laughs> yeah and then uh, uh, like boxing or maybe fitness is one of those things the major thing is right now i'm trying to graduate early so i'm planning to graduate in december and then i have to pick up extra courses and stuff so that's keeping me busy but ideal work life i would say i'm pretty interested like i know i want to be in construction that's for sure construction i'm also interested in real estate i'm interested in uh, management like management consulting that direction so these but, are the things so i would say what is the craziest thing on your bucket list out of everything that you really want to do real estate management like what is your bucket list idea like what is something that you really just want to get first at the first thing done like is it like i guess like be an entrepreneur or do you want to like go skydiving like what is your bucket list idea financial freedom is something so i saw this from my father he worked his ass off to build and like build what he built okay but like he reached a point where even if he's not working he's going to make money like passive income and that kind of stability brings a whole different person from like out of you i want to achieve that financial freedom at the earliest as possible like uh, i want to see like by the time i'm like 30 35 or whatever like i reach a 
like a very stable position in terms of my money and then i start fiddling around other stuff but uh down the line i you seem like you have the drive for it. you're a good kid you you're living independently you are also you're very smart in the sense of like you understand like emotional intelligence and um just what side ventures are and you're taking an interest in some like podcasts like people people make fun of anything that's different right so mm-hmm. even tiktok people make fun of it but then day like you understand yo you can actually talk to girls on there get their yeah. number then there's also trends you could do to get more marketing done then there's other things you could do to like get more stuff done so all this stuff around you is actually positive but mm-hmm. you can paint a very negative picture if you wanted to right so i mean i've i've had such a rough past i would say so i was that kid who did not want to you know follow the crowd so when i was in school okay school is different like till 10th grade it's different but then when i my parents and uh, a lot of my family members were in construction so they directly put me into construction like diploma in civil engineering but then in my final year there's a very like strong story for me in my final year my final semester my final exam i remember that examination and i was like if i give this paper i'm like done i'll graduate and then they'll put me into a grad school like undergrad school right i did not give i mean i wrote down half the paper then i cancelled all the pages i tore down my serial number and then somehow sneaked my paper between all the other papers and then i just left i bounced and then they found out but they like i had a year drop but that's what i wanted because i did not want to finish up school and then move to like an undergrad school i spent 2 years out of school at that age experimenting i did sales and marketing for 6 months just to see what like what what's out there apart from construction i had my own textile uh, small firm kind of play thing i partnered with a designer from delhi and then we were doing printing of t-shirts and stuff like that i experimented with that and then i had my own business experience with merch 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 yeah. brand wow yeah. Cool. And then uh, I started my own business when I was like sixteen or seventeen, and I used to supply building materials to construction companies and stuff. I used to do trading, so I had no money, so I used to use credit line. Uh, these people would pay me in thirty days, but then the supplier is giving me thirty days to pay my money. So without any money, I did. Uh, I don't know what's the conversion, but I did like one crore turnover uh, with my business at that age. I. the biggest achievement was i partnered with one of the biggest construction companies i was official vendor for them for one of the biggest projects uh, that they were doing in the city which was like 2000 crore project residential 60 story buildings and then i was supplying like a one small material but then somehow i was doing it and uh, did it in volumes at that age so i'm going to rooms and stuff but that changed everything for me because i was so much involved into that project i used to and my uncle was project director over there uh, but i gave the best pricing and everything so i kind of got the contract then he gave me the opportunity to look at all the construction activities so i used to be on site look at all these activities talk to engineers and stuff and then i was like you know what i've experimented with couple of things and then maybe because i was never interested in tech i was not someone who could do tech and finance i was not that good at finance so process of elimination and then experimenting gave me the idea that i want to be in construction so two years i spent outside the school you know how india is like people look at you differently when you are not going to school at that age so they i was kind of you know that he's off the track guy all right all right i was the failure around this society and then i also had i mean i was not the most brilliant guy i was pretty good at school 
I never had like bad bad grades, but I was not that first ranker or second ranker and stuff like that in school. And then India is very numbers game. Like you have you have a number attached on your head. Like oh, he's a fifth ranker or first ranker or whatever. So if you are doing average, then different different. And if you're out of school, like a dropped out guy who's goofy and playing sports and you know experimenting and stuff, that's it's not that's not a good impression. So I've been through a lot and a lot of you know uh, this thing judgments from people, and then at that age, so right now that built me into a different person. So I'm like uh, I like people's opinion don't phase me. It's if it's constructive criticism, I'll take it and maybe I'll try to do something about it. But uh, like your opinion about me. without you knowing me is not going to matter to me yeah and that's a really good thing that's a really good thing cuz you're going to learn that as you become more involved with the YJP and even other people too the bigger your crowd grows the harder it will be for you to be yourself hmm. but don't give a crap about what other people think of you you're going to always succeed so yeah and it's like negative or positive if people have eyes on you you're you're going to that's good that's no fun. that doesn't matter you know cuz you're you know who you are so you know yeah but like that those situations at that at that time like fuck up with your mind like you always feel a need to prove yourself or you know kind of a pressure to succeed or do whatever so i mean one of that that's good that that happened to me because that was a driving fuel for me to be here i manifested being in new york being in new york university which is one of the best places to go to school yeah so, so- question for you what's something about you that people would be surprised to know i already know that about you i i was surprised that you're so americanized so that that was like my thing cuz you're just so you're you're you actually are very you know you you take the time to understand american culture that's cool no yeah mm-hmm. i mean i i think i did not have to take time off it's like mumbai was that type of culture and then now with internet everything is like one world it's like everything is very accessible so us was very uh, accessible for me and then pretty interesting for me and i'm someone who will dive deep into culture like if i go visit some place i would like you know break down the place into pieces and like kind of become part of that ecosystem i'm that kind of a guy yeah so, you go out of your way and just learn everything about it right like yeah. cars you learn how the stars are like there's like the big dipper the asher belt the milky way everything all that right yeah so you're I one of those you, people i tell you a recent story like i it was maybe last month i i love to travel and explore so but like growing up i didn't have the luxury to do that much because my father had a very uh, committed business so he had to work six days a week on also on sundays like half days and stuff he used to hustle a lot so we never like went out much and stuff like that but he provided me with everything that i needed so i can never have any complaints about my life i had the best possible life but uh now that i have the luxury to travel and like on my own terms uh so i'm like going around so the last not the last but like i made a trip to boston i went alone like i just it, it, i'm very spontaneous with things so i just one weekend i went to boston for two three days i had like no plan no agenda or anything uh i'm very much into uh, history culture and all that so boston is one of the best places to do that but uh i went to harvard and i booked a tour and that was so good like uh, it was a very bad day to book a tour like it was raining super bad like once the tour started in 5 minutes it started pouring everyone else left so it it's just me and the guy from harvard and then we started to talk about stuff and we started to chill and we kind of bonded 
so he was like uh, why don't you i have my car over why don't you join me and then we can just stroll around i have no, nothing to do today and then i don't think you have your plan or agenda and then we hung out for like 3 4 hours he showed me so much about cambridge harvard we talked about all the inside stories all the dark side of harvard like uh, oh yeah so you know about finals club finals club freemason and all that yeah so we talked about all that his experiences like he's a black guy his father went to harvard too but he told me his experiences like how sometimes he faces stuff and then how women have to go through stuff in harvard like all these things all rosy and nice from the outside right it's the main Ooh. stuff main, do, main, do you know this is so 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 uh, shocking i'm sure the whole world knows about jeffrey epstein okay but like he got in the he got arrested for the first time maybe in 26 2006 but he still had an office like an active office in harvard till 2018 imagine that that's so weird yeah he he has invested like donated so active in harvard's library right so exactly like he has invested probably 9 to 10 million dollars in harvard uh, for research and stuff like that he used to put money in science but then that's so shocking that that so kind of like a criminal yeah but it speaks about harvard culture like uh, i mean harvard has a lot of good things going on but it also has a lot of bad things going on like all the shady stuff it's all the powerful people trying to make decisions and stuff so yeah that's pretty I- keeping uh, america kind of control you know so yeah it is what it is but hey i love i love you having on the show next time i definitely want to deep dive into what adventures you experience in america and the things you see and the places you visit and even go into maybe if you go back to india we could talk about that as well because i'm sure you're going to go back right so yeah. that's episode 2 with you So Bro, I'm excited for episode 2. I, I this was a really fun episode. I did not even realize yeah. that it's what 70 80 minutes. It's like we yeah, have pretty one and a half hour episode pretty strong. I, that's what I'm saying. And I the thing is like I like to listen and first two three episodes I have you listen in and then just come come back and then we speak a little bit more cuz it's more about you as a character and other people who are coming from India will use a, use you as an inspiration. So I think you know definitely have it and we're going to run this episode hard i remember bro so definitely yeah 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 so i will end this and then i'll hit you up in like soon <laughs> no problem all right brother bye bye bye